1: with Dr. Frank Turek. What is the one topic today that pastors and Christians seem almost scared to discuss? Not almost scared to discuss. They appear to be scared to discuss it. They shy away from it. They are virtually silent. Yet this topic threatens to make certain aspects of following Christ illegal in the United States. What is that topic Well, we're going to talk about it today. Nobody else seems to want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it because – It actually could make certain aspects of following Christ illegal in the United States. In fact, it's already halfway there. And to discuss this topic, we're going to talk to my friend Stephen Black. Now, Stephen was on the program probably three or so years ago, maybe four years ago. And uh, his ministry is FirstStoneMinistries.org. In fact, FirstStone.org is the website. You can go there right now, FirstStone.org. And since we have so much to cover here today, I'm going to let Stephen give a brief Bio of himself, and then we're going to get right into the topic. Stephen, how are you?
0: Uh, Thank you. Good to be with you, Frank. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's great being with you, sir. Give our audience a short kind of bio background on you so they can see how you're qualified to talk about this topic, and then we're going to get right into it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, 35 years ago, I had this radical transformative experience with uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Backing up a little bit uh, from that, I was raised in a parochial Catholic school with an intact family. Uh, so I had knowledge and understanding about things of God. But unfortunately, um, I was molested uh, as a child, as a little boy at six, at 10, again, then at 13. Uh, and, then, and then my parents' priest, uh, the, the pastor of the church, uh, as I was uh, uh, an older teenager, told me it was okay to be gay. So long story short, in my most formative years of development from age 14 to 22, I lived completely radically gay identified. I was one of those, you know, I'm queer in here and in your face. Uh, I didn't realize that there was any other, um, uh, you know, way of living uh, because I had been so groomed and, um, and entered into sexual perversion. I was, you know, as ugly as it sounds, I was a bit of a boy toy with the rich and famous and powerful in Oklahoma City and lived that lifestyle. And then my little brother died on May 10th. Uh, Mother's Day in 1981, it propelled me into uh, really searching out eternity, and um, and during that time, I started crying out to God, I want to know where my brother is, and where am I going to land in eternity, and it put me in a place where I was around with some Christians that were completely on fire uh, for Jesus, and, and in their home, I had an encounter, I didn't know what it was, but it was with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me that night in my mind. Literally, I heard a voice in my mind that said, if you do not accept me tonight, you're going to die. Hmm. And uh, I went home that night and I flipped open the giant table Bible and prayed over it. Literally asked God, show me in this Bible where it says homosexuality is wrong. And lo and behold, I flipped open this blessed Pope uh, Vatican Bible. And there it was in Leviticus eighteen twenty-two. I saw it, I got mad, but I knelt down and said, I don't know how to change, but God, if you'll change me, I'll follow you. And uh, from that moment on, I was involved in a kind of a radical uh, uh, revival movement within the Southern Baptists uh, in the early uh, 80s called the fullness movement. And uh, during that time, I experienced the power of God to set me free and I've been living ardently for Jesus Christ ever since, and I've been in full-time ministry helping people overcome homosexuality in all forms of sexual sin and brokenness for the last 28, going on 29 years.
1: Wow. What a story, Stephen. Do you know, um, just a couple of days ago, I was down in Miami, Florida, and I was taking questions on a Sunday night after speaking at a church down there. And a young man got up to the microphone and he said he was struggling with same-sex attraction. And the program that you and I did came back to my mind uh, that that evening. And I said, well, he said, what do I do? I said, well, my friend Stephen Black has a ministry called FirstStone.org. And he says, you need three things if you're going to be able to live a sexually pure life. And I remember you saying you got to have strong abs. Do you remember that?
0: I did. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You got to have accountability. You got to have boundaries, and you have to have a deep spiritual life with Jesus. Uh, You have to have strong abs. So I told him that, and he went away encouraged. Uh, So the program that you and I had just (laughs) came back to me that that just a few nights ago in Miami, and a lot of people do struggle with obviously sexual issues, and our our culture today actually goads people on to actually engage in in all sorts of different sexual experiences, totally against what the scripture says, totally against what natural law says, totally against what just the design of our bodies say. And uh, people celebrate this now. And it's gotten to the point now, Stephen, where this has reached the United States Congress Um, And I I know that you and others are pushing back against this because they have a falsely named bill that just passed the United States Congress called the Equality Bill. And this bill is anything but equality. And two hundred and twenty eight Democrats voted for this bill. Not one Democrat voted against it. In the words of Radar O'Reilly, what in the H-E double toothpicks is going on with that party? Because what we're going to expose here in this program is that this bill is anything but equality. In fact, you have said that it actually makes things unequal. So maybe you can give us a real brief overview of what this bill does, Stephen.
0: Yeah, well, uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, it went out of, well, it it was posted on the Senate side as uh, the, the House was voting on it. They voted on it last Friday, and as you said, it passed. And it says here that uh, it prohibits discrimination based upon sex, sexual orientation, gender identity in areas including public accommodations and facilities, education, uh, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. That would mean maybe drag queens on our juries. Uh, Specifically, the bill defines and includes sex, sexual orientation, gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination or segregation. The bill also expands the definition of public accommodations, listen to this, to include all places of establishments that provide, one, exhibitions, recreation, exercise, amusement, gatherings or displays, number two, anything that gives accommodation for goods, services, or programs, and that would be services like we offer, and or the church, and all forms of transportation. This bill allows for the Justice Department to intervene in equal protection actions in the federal court on uh, the account of sexual orientation and gender, This bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to shared facilities, including restrooms, locker rooms and dressing rooms. That is in accordance with an individual's gender identity. All right, let's stop right
1: there, because gender identity is just in your head. It has nothing to do with your biology. It's whatever you say it is, correct?
0: that's absolutely correct it's actually our sex is hardwired in our dna and that will never change it is who we are we are created either male or female and even the the most secular doctors that when you ask them that question will tell you the truth about that if they're being honest.
1: But this bill says exactly the opposite, that your biology doesn't determine anything about your sexual identity. It's whatever you think in your mind, which means any man can go into any woman's restroom or shower or any other facility, normally divided by gender. Now this is all out the window if this bill passes, the so-called equality bill. we got a lot more to talk about. There are so many implications not just for people but for religious expression we'll get onto to it in just a minute don't go away you're listening to cross examine with frank turek on the american family radio network
2: thank you for listening to the cross examine podcast this material is made available to you for free by the contributions of listeners like you if you wish to support future podcasts just go to crossexamine.org and click on the donate button or simply use the donate feature directly on our app thanks
1: Welcome back to cross-examine with Frank Turk of the American Family Radio Network here talking about the topics that no pastor it seems, or very few pastors and few Christians want to talk about. I don't know why it seems so commonsensical, but people are afraid of being called names. And it just goes to show you that if the other side of this political issue calls you names, they don't really have a good argument. They're just trying to shame you and they're trying to make these ad hominem attacks, which have nothing to do with the truth of what they're trying to do, because what they're actually trying to do doesn't comport with truth at all. It's a lie. You're putting lies into law. And when you put lies into law, people are going to get hurt. And we're going to express how many people are going to get hurt. And ironically, the very people who this is supposed to benefit, it's actually going to hurt them, too. And we'll get into that as we go. We're talking to my friend uh, Stephen Black, his ministry, FirstStone.org. He identified, self-identified as a homosexual for many years growing up. And now he has a ministry which helps people out of uh, certain sexual experiences. Experiences and sexual lifestyles, and it's called FirstStone.org. You can go to that website to learn more. Now, Stephen, um, tell us a few other uh, outcomes of this so-called equality bill, which isn't equality at all. Before we do, I just got to say this: it's so interesting that whatever you, whenever you want some lie to be passed off as the truth, you always put a very positive-sounding title on it, like the Equality Act. This isn't. This has nothing to do with equality. It has everything to do with inversion. What 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 should be the actual uh, state of affairs. And, and we'll unpack that as we go here in the program. But tell us a few other outcomes of this uh, so-called Equality Act, Stephen, if it finally passes.
0: Sure. And I think the foundation that people need to understand is that I'm likening the Equality Act to a very deceptive, uh, kind of like – uh, parallel to the idea of choice, which mm-hmm. you know uh, is propagated in our culture of the idea of a woman 's choice to to uh, murder her unborn baby, so the the Equality Act is this idea uh, that 's coming from the APA, the American mm-hmm. Psychological Association building upon the idea of legitimizing uh, a mentality of what they call orientation. And that's very important because that's also coming into the church and why many pastors are not talking about this is because they don't feel it's compassionate or uh, that it's, it's hurtful uh, to address this because there are people, quote unquote, with LGBTQ uh, orientations in the church, But as you said, all of this is mental, it is uh, psychological, and I would say even a spiritual problem in the minds and souls of people. This is nothing about hardwired DNA or who people are. So here are some of the outcomes. Literally, uh, this would uh, affect our economy, right? People, you know, sometimes they don't even want to address the spiritual aspects. But what about changing all of our legal systems, the hospital The health industry, businesses, insurance companies, funeral homes, everything would have to accommodate LGBTQ. And another thing that people are not focused on, and they should be, is that plus sign. Because the APA are low, they're wanting to lower sexual consent laws, and they're actually Wanting to redefine pedophilia as minor attracted people and youth attracted people. So you have prepubescent attracted orientation and postpubescent attracted orientations to legitimize pedophilia as an orientation. And that plus sign is in the bill. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 Stephen.
1: Stephen, let me, let me, let me, let me back up here and make sure I understand this. Okay, so when people say LGBTQ, okay, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and then they put a plus at the end of that, the plus means what?
0: It means pansexual, polyamorous. It means uh, 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 an asexual, but it also means. Minor-attracted people and youth-attracted people now, these new soft terms that are skirting around pedophilia, and then it even gets worse. There's actually K, which are kinks, and uh, Z, which are zoophilians.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) But are you saying, how how would pedophilia somehow uh, be—and by the way, if young children are listening right now, you've already figured out you might need to get them away from the— Radio or the podcast, but sorry, uh, we're. This is in the United States Congress, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, time to call Congress. Sorry, I just had to say that. So, yeah. are, are are how? What would this bill do? Would it in some way legitimize pedophilia? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. How? How would it do that?
0: Orientation. How would it do that? Well, they'll erode, and they already are eroding, like even here in Oklahoma several uh, years ago it was very stealthily passed to lower the sexual consent law to 16. So they don't prosecute, and several states have already lowered it to 16. They want to lower it to 14. No, but are you saying, though, that nationally, because this is going
1: to be a federal bill, yes. that somehow th- the the age of consent across the nation will be lowered? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, you know, there's there would be uh, certainly caveats and amendments, uh, but that's where that's exactly where the people that are behind this bill want to eventually get to.
1: Okay, but they can't mandate that from the federal level, can they?
0: Well, uh, you know that's to debate you know it's it's like the same kind of idea that the Supreme Court can make law, and actually they're making rulings, and you have a lot of these states, our state included that you know that would go along with gay marriage, gay marriage isn't the law of the land, actually, it's a Supreme Court ruling,
1: yeah, they call it an opinion for a reason. Um, Right. But here I, I could just see if this thing ever passed, it doesn't even have to pass. The Supreme Court just does whatever it wants. Unfortunately, it has no no connection to the law, no connection to the will of the people. But this has so many problems with it. Let's just deal with this one issue. How does this bill, the so-called Equality Act, which has already passed the House, by the way. This is what we've said. Every single Democrat in the House, along with eight Republicans, voted for this, ladies and gentlemen. I, it, it, it blows my mind. I don't know how this happens, but they did. How does this affect health care providers concerning transgenderism in children, Stephen?
0: Well, that's a great question because people need to understand that just uh, 10 years ago or so, there were only two places in the United States offering uh, transgendered surgeries and medicine. There's over 50 now. And one of their main uh, uh, modus of operation now for these called training or uh, healthcare providing, is hormone therapies for children. This would be now demanded upon our education systems, literally making the idea of LGBTQ as legitimate as heterosexuality and uh, mom and dad, um, that two, mom, two moms or two dads, or maybe even two dads and, and, a, and, and uh, a mom Or, you know, all these different levels of of chaotic uh, what they would call, you know, relationships would be normalized to our children starting at kindergarten. So this is this is egregious. But to actually and this is what's going on is you have children now where they're being told the parents are being told that if you don't get them counseling and hormone therapies, you are abusing your child. And you have literally a a situation (laughs) with a 13-year-old having her breast removed uh, and having surgery in the Chicago area just a year or so ago. So you're saying the Equality
1: Act would make it so parents wouldn't even have the right to tell their children you can't have hormone therapy when you're 13. Uh, You... (laughs) the law would prevent the parent from being the parent, is what you're saying.
0: No, that's right. And if people have been following it, that's really very much a, a, a platform of the Democrat Party, is that the government should be taking care of our children, and they know better than parents.
1: You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the surveys or the this, this, this statistics show that kids that do have some sort of gender dysphoria growing up 80 to 90 percent of them grow out of it by the time they hit, I think, 18 or early adulthood. And yet here we are at 13 or maybe even earlier, having the government mandate that if your kid says he he feels like a girl or she feels like a boy. Sorry, mom and dad, you got no. No control over that. You are going to be usurped by this obtrusive federal government, which says that your child's going to get these hormone treatments and maybe even surgery. Is this is this Orwellian or what? I don't care if you're not even a Christian. You shouldn't want this. And, you know, there are actually and maybe we can get this a little bit later in the program there there's There's a number of people, strange bedfellows, so to speak, Stephen, who are against uh-huh. this bill. Lesbians are against it some some people who self identify as homosexual are against it. conservatives are against it i mean there's there's a strange group of people we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, what about women's sports? What will happen if the so called equality bill passes
0: uh, another what, great question. Well, the reality is is that it's already taking place where you have transgendered men who have transitioned to be female, who are engaging in sports, and they have a much greater bone structure and muscle structure to to completely, as a biological man, to to win over women. It's unfair. It's actually what this does, this bill is an assault on women and on children. If you just kind of think through all the ramifications, it will destroy women's sports.
1: You know, Stephen, um, this is why Martina Navratilova, who was probably the greatest woman tennis player of all time, self-identified as a lesbian decades ago, won Wilmington nine times came out against this. She came out against the so-called equality bill for this one of th- this, among many other reasons. And that's why you have people who are, who are gay activists against the so-called equality bill? It basically erases gender, ladies and gentlemen. And if gender is erased, guess what? Guess what else is erased? Women are erased. Homosexuals are erased because gender matters to homosexuality. Heterosexuals are erased. Why? Because gender matters to heterosexuality. Do you see where this is? Is this is beyond belief, but it it passed every single Democrat in the House. I don't know why I'm getting this way. It just it amazes me, Stephen. Every single
0: Democrat who voted, voted for this. Stephen, how can this be? Absolutely. Well, it's been under we've been under and especially anyone under 30 years of age have been under an LGBTQ and I call it chaos uh, narrative and, and propaganda indoctrination. So this next generation of people have heard fairness, equality, love because people are born this way. And honestly our culture has been brainwashed and there and it's really if you study it, it's actually a cult. Uh, yeah. Well, I know that maybe that may let's, be, you know, let's pick that
1: up on the other side of the break, because I okay, think there's a, right. there's a spiritual deceptiveness going on Absolutely. here. We're going to talk about it right after the break with my friend Stephen Black of First Stone.org. You're listening to Cross Examine with Frank Turek on the American Family Radio Network talking about topics no one else seems wants to talk about. We're back in two. College campuses are hostile to the Christian faith and three out of four young people walk away from the church once they go to college. That's why we go to college campuses and present, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist in the United States and even all over the world. When we do this, we don't charge students a dime. That's why we need your financial support. In fact, over the past couple of years, we've been able to grow dramatically because of your generous support. And 100% of your donations go to ministry. Zero percent go to building. So when you give to Cross-Examined, you'll be giving to help us go reach young people where they are. Would you consider giving today? Thank you so much, and thank you so much for what you've done already. When equality isn't really equality, that's what we're talking about today. You're listening to Cross-Examine with Frank Turk on the American Family Radio Network, and if you're low on the FM dial looking for NPR, I can guarantee you you're not going to hear this on NPR. We are unpacking the so-called Equality Act, which, which uh, just a week or two ago passed the United States House, uh, because every single Democrat and eight Republicans voted for it, and we're unpacking what this thing actually does. We talked about what it does to children. Parents won't have any more right to stop their children from having hormone treatment or surgery. It's going to open up every women's locker room and shower to anybody who just identifies as a woman, even if they're really a man. Um, What's going to happen to the 1964 civil rights legislation, Stephen?
0: Yeah, great. And great question here, brother. This is why every black person, every minority group in America should be up in arms because the Equality Act is actually a bill that amends the 1964 Civil Rights Bill and the amendments that were in 68 and 69 on accommodations that, that literally change. And, and really, they're just like you said, erasing women. Well, they're erasing minorities as well with these behaviors these lgbtq behaviors now will become supreme even over minorities and so this is a, this is huge and how it changes how public accommodations so if you have a righteous godly minority wanting to have a bed and breakfast or a business and they you know they have conscientious objections it doesn't matter even if it is a minority group They're going to have to uh, accept LGBTQ trumping over their civil rights. And this is egregious behavior.
1: And the Equality Act is now going to the United States Senate. If it passes there, of course, it goes to the president and it will create chaos everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Um, now, I mentioned at the end of the last segment that I think this has spiritual overtones to it mm-hmm. in the sense that people are deceived. And my friend Greg Kokel wrote an article a couple of years ago called Seeing the Unseen, the Nature of Spiritual Warfare. It's over on his website, org, And he reminds us that Jesus warned that the devil is a liar and the father of lies. He's a liar and a murderer, said Jesus. And Paul also says that the devil comes dressed as an angel of light. And I think that's part of the reason that uh, these bills are called what they are. The Equality Act just sounds so right, so true. It's it's American to be equal in all this. But equality isn't really equality. What it is, as you've put it, Stephen, is that it actually provides um, homosexual or LGBTQ supremacy over heterosexuality. Now, explain how that is.
0: Well, um, like I kind of mentioned in the last segment, I've come to realize what a cult is. And, uh, you know, it opposes critical thinking. It isolates members, penalizing them for leaving, just like there's an attack on anyone who says they're ex-gay, emphasizing special doctrines outside of scripture, seeking inappropriate loyalty to leaders, dishonoring the family unit, Uh, and all of these kinds of things are the guru of the APA. So if you understand that LGBTQ and the whole thing with orientation actually has a guru that is the APA, just like Planned Parenthood is the guru to the, uh, to the choice idea. Then it begins to feed this entire narrative. APA is what? Uh, The American Psychological Association. So all higher learning for anyone who does any kind of counseling or Mm -hmm. any kind of caregiving, all of our hospitals, everyone has to have some level of psychology and understanding how to uh, help people process life problems. Well, Mm -hmm. they're getting the guru information from the APA. And so all higher learning, even in our Christian seminaries and uh, uh, Bible schools, are being taught a lot from the APA and, uh, and, and people that propagate this idea of orientation. So once you understand that, then it makes sense in their minds that they're doing something that's good because they right. actually believe a lie. Just like you said, it's coming from the father of lies that there is something different than male and female, and it's called orientation. And this is one of the most destructive, deceptive lies of our, uh, of our uh, world, of our culture right now.
1: Yeah, we all have an orientation toward bad behavior. It's called um, depravity. We have this thing known as original sin. And uh, none of us would exonerate somebody who said that, look, I have the anti-gay gene so I can gay bash people. None of us would say, well, because you're wired that way, it's okay for you. No, all of us. Have an orientation toward bad behavior. That's why all of us need a savior. That's why none of us are making it to heaven, whether we're heterosexual, homosexual, or whatever, without Jesus. Okay? So we all need a savior. But for us to say that we have a particular orientation and that orientation therefore means that any behavior that results from that orientation is something that needs to be celebrated, for us to say that, doesn't make any sense, but that's what people want to do. And I think what you mentioned earlier, Stephen, I want to echo. You said these are all behaviors. That's exactly right. Look, race is not a behavior. Race has no impact on your behavior. But these LGBTQ issues are behaviors. And you will find many former homosexuals like yourself, Stephen. You'll never find a former African American. So this equation between race and and uh, sexual orientation is an illicit equation. They're not the same thing. One has nothing to do with behavior, race, and the other is all about behaviors, and they want certain behaviors to have supremacy legally over other behaviors that perpetuate and stabilize society. I mean, obviously, without men and women coming together and procreating and bringing up children, there is no civilization. And yet they want to say that homosexual and other types of sexual behaviors are supreme legally to the one behavior that actually creates and perpetuates and stabilizes society. They want to say that, which means civilization is you, – you, you can't keep civilization. You can't create a civilization or keep a civilization by putting homosexual behaviors over heterosexual behaviors. It,
0: it won't last. It won't. And here's, Frank, three, three things here. Uh, people may say, oh, you guys are you know, inflating this. One of the representatives on the, uh, the House floor was literally in a frenzy yelling at people for bringing up the, the idea of women's sports. And, 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 of course, that's already happening. But PBS, they, they aired uh, on Arthur, uh, A Gay Marriage, our, our neighbors to the north in Canada has already they've already passed laws about speech and there was a man by the name of Bill Wattcott Wat, and he was fined fifty five thousand dollars for misgendering a, a man who is a woman now mm-hmm. transitioned and he he said I refuse to call you a woman you are a man he was fined $55,000 thousand dollars and just yesterday uh on youtube there is a a video called drag magic and this video is meant to indoctrinate children that drag queen story hour and drag queens is to be normative this stuff is going on on at a frenzy level california illinois and new jersey have all already passed laws Uh, That there is a mandatory education of LGBTQ history. So this stuff is moving quickly. The the LGBT activists are already using the idea of the Equality Act all over our nation.
1: You know, and I, I want to be very clear when we're talking about these issues, friends, that we're not trying to demonize anyone. Right. We are saying here, however, there are spiritual forces at work, and the people are putting forth this—excuse for, me—putting forth this so-called Equality Act. They may have the best of intentions. They may think what they're really doing is a good thing, but I think when you look under the covers of this thing, you realize. In fact, somebody apparently at the White House said recently, "There are too many poison pills in this bill." Yeah. You're inverting reality is what you're doing. You're saying that that homosexual behaviors are legally better than heterosexual behaviors. That's basically what you're saying through this bill. And you're taking parental rights away. You're abusing children based on feelings. You're making women's sports impossible. You're making women's privacy and security impossible at public accommodations. You're erasing Ethnicity, you're erasing uh, men women distinctions. You're erasing feminists. You're erasing all this. You're even erasing homosexuality, ironically, because gender matters to that. I I just, I, I, the only thing I can say, Stephen, is that people must be so blind not to see this. And and going back to what my friend Greg Kokel wrote in this article I brought up, but didn't complete the thought, the the article he wrote was seeing the unseen, the nature of spiritual warfare. He said there are three basic lies of the devil. First is relativism, that there's no truth. Uh, But of course, they say there's no truth, except we have these new truths we're going to force on you that aren't really true, but we're going to force on you. The second thing is that we're now going to call good evil and evil good, and anyone who disagrees will be shamed with a phobia. You'll be called phobic if you disagree. This is true, say, of uh, Islamophobia, right? I mean, um, he he says, look, here's an example of the devil lying in plain sight. These These are my words, not his, not Greg's, but I got this from his article. You know, after a big terrorist attack put forth by Muslim terrorists. There are people all over the airwaves assuring everyone, despite all the evidence from the Quran, the founder of Islam, the 1400 years of history, that Islam is a religion of peace. Pay no attention to what you see with your own eyes. Pay no attention to what's obvious. We will tell you what's true. And then, of course, the third scheme of the devil after relativism and inverting morality is that creation is deconstructed, that biology is denied. There are no differences between men and women. Pay no attention to your genitals, except to, discover you the wrong, except to discover that you have the wrong ones. Listen to us. Has God said he made you male and female? Pay no attention to him. Pay no attention to your body. We will tell you what's true. And we're so confident that we are right, that we will use the force of law to shut you up if you disagree with us. That's where we are, Stephen. That's really where we are with this so-called Equality Act. What do you
0: recommend our listeners do? Well, uh, I think listeners, especially even if they're secular mindset, they should actually look to real science and uh, and uh, uh, surveys and uh, reports that have been done on this that conclusively show that people really do come out of All forms of LGBTQ behavior. Uh, Our ministry alone had 25 years of client folders. Uh, We did a survey uh, just three years ago that showed 70% of the people that filled out the survey. Um, a great sampling of almost 200 people found lasting freedom and do not identify as a gay Christian or anything. They actually are completely surrendered. You have the Atlantis Journal with Dr. McHugh that concludes right, the, the show. Hold,
1: hold the thought, Stephen. We're coming up to a hard yeah. break. We'll pick it up right after the break. You're listening to Cross-Examine with Frank Turk on the American Family Radio Network. My guest is
2: Stephen Black of FirstStone.org back in two. If you find value in the content of this podcast, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can find more. Just type cross-examine or Frank Turek on the search bar. Also, visit our website where we add new videos, articles, and free resources daily.
1: Welcome back to the topic no one seems to want to talk about. Yes, the religion of sex, ladies and gentlemen. At least Christians and pastors don't seem to want to touch this. That's the new religion in America, the religion of sex. Notice the big issues we argue over politically have to do with sex, whether it's abortion, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's it's marriage, whether it's what bathrooms we're going to use or who's going to pay for transgender surgery and these kinds of things. It's all about the religion of sex, and the religion of sex is on the march, and unless Christians and other wise people stand up, we're actually going to legally advantage behaviors that do nothing to perpetuate and stabilize society, but in certain senses tear it down in this country with this so-called Equality Act. It has nothing to do with equality. It makes LGBTQ, some of these behaviors, actually legally supreme over Heterosexual behaviors. And uh, my friend Stephen Black, who's with me, uh, self identified as a homosexual for eight years growing up and has since come out of homosexual practice and has started a ministry. Has been, I started a ministry. It's been around for quite a while. It's firststone.org, firststone.org. And just before the break, Stephen, I had to interrupt you because I'm a bad host and I don't warn people when the break's coming up. <laughs> but you were talking about Dr. Paul McHugh, I believe. You were talking about the idea that uh, many people come out of same sex practice if they get counseling. And I think you were bringing up something from Dr. Paul McHugh, who was the head of psychiatry at John Hopkins when we got cut off. Go right ahead with that.
0: That's, that's right. Paul McHugh mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Laura. Uh, Lawrence, my mayor, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they did a, they did a report back in, um, I want to say 2016. Yeah, I believe it was 2016 and it's in the new Atlantis journal mm-hmm. uh, and it's on sexuality and gender. And they, if you, if somebody would just read the executive summary, they have uh, three parts, there: sexual orientation, uh, sexuality, mental health outcomes, and stress. And then the third is gender identity. All of it conclusively shows that just from the scientific and the biological matter, people are not born gay, that the level of stress and outcome, mental health outcomes for people who engage in LGBTQ are two times, almost three times higher than the, the normal rate of across the nation of heterosexuals or just what would be other people that are, are going to commit suicide. And those who try to transition or even transition, they're 40, they have an estimated of 41% that will commit suicide. So just from a, a scientific and compassionate stance, if these Democrats are so compassionate and care about people, why aren't they, um, you know, pushing against this? Because this is science, hard science. And then just last summer, uh, Lynn Care Quarterly, the Sage Journals, put out another scientific report on the effects of therapy of religious men who have unwanted same-sex attraction. Dr. Santero, they conclusively show the same kind of numbers that first owned survey, which was 70% of men found great change, who sought the Lord a religious, Christian religious offering to overcome homosexuality. And so people are changing all over the place and pastors need to quit being afraid of the of speaking out of law in love about the gospel of Jesus Christ that brings transformation. Because you know, you're bold, I'm bold, but the reality is is that We really do have hearts of compassion, and we want the best for people, and we certainly want the best for them in eternal life. And the Bible is very, very clear on this, that it's not just the homosexuals. Anyone who practices any form of sexual idolatry, Ephesians 5, 5, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And if we really love people, we need to present the gospel and quit being afraid.
1: You know, I want to be clear about one thing, though, Stephen, right, that you said at the end there that, yeah, people who engage in certain sexual practice won't won't inherit the kingdom of God, but heterosexuals won't inherit it either because we have sins in other areas. Being a heterosexual doesn't get you into heaven. And Paul writes clearly, I think, in 1 Corinthians 6, where he talks about all different types of sin. And he said some some were homosexuals. Some were practicing coveting or they were covetous. Well, every one of us is covetous, but he said, that's what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified. So the solution for everyone is Jesus, not just people who have different sexual orientations or different sexual preferences or different sexual behaviors. Everybody needs Jesus. But today we're talking more about the political side of this. And I remember Dr. McHugh, who, again, at John Hopkins is a brilliant psychiatrist, he likened transgenderism to anorexia. He said it's a mental disorder. When somebody has a psychological mismatch between their mind and their body, you wouldn't say to an anorexic, if you were trying to help the person, we wouldn't affirm their mental error, we wouldn't say, you know, you really are grossly overweight. Let me give you liposuction. We would say, no, your mind is wrong. Your body is right. Let's correct your mind with psychiatry. Let's not try and correct a psychological problem with surgery. It won't work. And the problem with this so-called equality bill, Stephen, as you well know, and I'm saying this now more for our listeners, if this passes, it's not as if only It's not as if one side wins and the other side loses. If this passes, everyone loses. You are not helping people by legally preferencing behavior – promoting behavior that hurts them. You wouldn't be helping anorexics by promoting liposuction for them. That's, in effect, what this bill does for people with mental illness. It treats a psychiatric disorder with surgery that has been unequivocally shown not to fix the problem. The suicide rate is 19 times the general public after the sex reassignment surgery, not before, after. Stephen, I mean, what should our listeners do about this? what
0: should... I mean, it, you know, to have a heart of compassion for people, when you think about the transgendered person, it would certainly be much easier to change someone's mind than their body mm-hmm. with at, le- at least usually can't typically five surgeries with yeah. over $50,000 uh, between 10 and 50,000 each surgery. They need to act. People need to actually say, no, if we're going to really love people, love our children, love women, love our schools. And even your business. I mean, we didn't even talk about how all the different buildings would have to change with bathrooms. Well not only that, Stephen
1: Stephen, spend- not Pardon? only that let me just add this one thing. These these so called SOGI laws, sexual orientation, gender identity laws are actually going to be a discriminatory law against ninety-seven percent of the population because right. what is going to what is going to happen in corporate America when, say, a company needs to lay people off? Are they going to lay off Jane and John Doe who have no way of bringing up a discrimination suit against the company, or are they going to let go the people who self-identify as LGBTQ? They're not going to let those people go because those people will have a discriminate, discriminate. Easy for me to say, discrimination lawsuit against the company because of this so-called equality law, whereas Jane and John Doe won't have such a law on their side. So the people who are going to be discriminated against then are the 97 percent of the people who don't identify, self-identify as LGBTQ plus.
0: Excellent point, Frank. I mean, that's clear thinking and uh, corporate America better wake up and uh, what what they would want to try to get work done if you actually have mentally ill people and emotionally unstable people as your major workforce and I'm not saying the percentages would be there but uh, there could be people in high places that get those positions and that's going to just bring chaos and if people really want to make a difference they need to call their congressman but they really need to call Mitch McConnell to get a backbone and make sure that he doesn't even allow this thing to go for a vote and uh lindsey graham who is the committee chair over the health and uh or excuse me the judiciary committee that is overseeing this this s 788 on the senate side and so we did we need to be making noises and then i would ask people where are the pastors that are speaking out on this and ask the pastors Why they're not talking about it, because this to me is as bad as Roe versus Wade that could turn this nation upside down.
1: Hey, by the way, and if they ever put a religious exemption in there, don't take it. Why? That's right. Because what religious exemptions do is they just shield the people working at the church. They don't shield all the people that go to the church. You see, it's, they just say, well, the pastor, yeah, we're not going to impose this on you, but all your parishioners, we're going to impose it on them. All your congregants will impose it on them. That's just fool's gold. That's just a cop-out. That's just a way of getting the pastors to shut up. No, if you care about people, all people, heterosexuals, LGBTQ, everybody, if you care about all people, you won't fall for this nonsense and you will speak the truth in love and say, no, this is, especially if you care for children this is going to be forced yeah. on children without their parents consent this is what we call madness and if i had more time i'll tell you what i really think about it well steven <laughs> it's been great having you on the program i'm sorry it's under such negative uh circumstances with this craziness going on in the united states congress tell people what where they can learn more we just got about a minute left
0: Um, Well, they can go to gone too far, the number two dot org, uh, gone, the number two, gone too far.org. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of information there. I'm on a committee that is pushing against the Equality Act and we're exposing it all. And all the information is there. And then for ministry, that's our ministry site. We all are really about loving people, giving great compassion, especially when you consider 50 percent of those that are LGBTQ or higher numbers were sexually abused as children mm. there as are you reasons yes as you were correct yeah, yeah. yes several times
1: <sighs> steven you're a champion of truth out there and uh thank you for doing the hard work that you do sexual issues are the hardest issues to deal with in our culture and you do it very well my friend so thank you for
0: well, thank for you for sounding sir, the alarm
1: can... on this and for the the, the, the the work on the ground you do every day at FirstStone.org. thank you so much
0: absolutely thank you sir That's Stephen Black,
1: ladies and gentlemen, FirstStone.org. Difficult issue today, but it needed to be discussed. We love everyone. We just want what's best for everyone. And so that's why we brought this up. And uh, again, call your congressman, your senator, especially Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. Back next week. See you then. God bless.
2: We hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. If you think our podcast needs to reach more people, here's what you can do to help. Go to iTunes and type cross examined official podcast, four words in the search bar, and leave us a five star rating. It'll take you less than five seconds. And if you have a few more seconds to spare, leave us a positive review. The best reviews will be featured on future episodes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. God bless.